It's Coffee Quad Time! now for the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club. Welcome to the Wednesday Morning Coffee Club with Bill and Jenny Sparks, Dave and Chris Riekerd, Tim Oni, and the crew. Bill will be taking your phone calls and you will hear lots of conversation. We will have cooking tips demonstrations of products, and much, much more. And you may reach us by calling 1-646-558-8656. You will need the meeting ID 848-725-450. And when you're asked for a user ID, just press pound. You may download Zoom from the Play Store or the App Store. Well, a very good morning to you and welcome to sunny Southwest Florida. We did make it here. Thank you very much. And we are here with a few things wrong, but we are correcting those by the day. What are some of the weird things that happened when we got here, Jennifer? Did I now press the right button there? Well, she's here. She's here, but she's not talking. Well, anyway, we got here. My electric toothbrush was no longer working. You know, those battery toothbrushes? And I couldn't figure that out. Why? The light in the... The fan in the bedroom quit working. And... The water did not come out of the ice dispenser anymore. And the other thing that went wrong, these are just minor things, was when we took our first showers, we got a new hot water heater while we were gone over the summer, and it had that real strong sulfur smell. 
when the first hot water came. So, um, gosh, I don't know. It was just one of those things where uh, it'll take a few days to get things back right again. So has anybody seen if Jennifer is unmuted? She is unmuted. Is she? Yes. Huh. Well, so, oh, <laughs> when we first got here, the flight was perfect with with Spirit. Some new feature they got where you don't have to stand in line and all that good stuff. We just got right onto the plane. But when we got here, our ride didn't show up. And they have a policy now. They have to stay with you. You know, the aides that help you with the wheelchair or get your... Uh, get you know to where uh, where you need to go and my right called and said somebody flattened his tires and he could not come so at the last second we had to make a a quick decision get a lift and then, (laughs) then for goodness sakes the lift driver couldn't speak a lot of English and kept getting lost in the airport. But once she got the car rolling, we were fine. And we got here and we're getting it together. It just takes a few days to get things back right. Jennifer, did you ever come back? Now she's she's in the waiting room. Now let's see if she comes back in. Okay, I'm just putting her in the in the meeting right now. Maybe she got a problem with the phone. So let's uh, give her a little bit of time to to join Bill. I don't know. It was showing she was unmuted before, so yeah, she did. was there and then she wasn't. Jennifer, are you are you here now? I am. What happened there? I don't know. My fo- something went crazy with the phone line because it wouldn't let me mute or unmute, and I could hear you guys fine. Were you muting out there or something? Must have been. Something strange was going on. So anyway, I was just telling about all the little, little subtle little things that uh, the jitters when we first got here, the little things. I think ghosts had been here or something. I think there were ghosts. They even turned off the bedroom fan, all kinds of crazy things. Just little bitty subtle things, you know. Yeah, like somebody's been here. Maybe the house doesn't want, either the house didn't want us to come back yet or didn't want us to leave in the first place. I think that was it. So we're finally getting everything back together. No complaints. What about you, Jennifer? What have you been up to? Oh, well, I've been sort of, Trying to get things ready for the transition to the new computer that'll be better than this one, and still getting work done on the, at the same time. And yeah, we're transitioning into a new office for her and new computer. She's got a new website. Everything is new, so we're trying to get all of this done. So um, we will we will get it there. Let's go to, I don't see Mike Loff on here, so let's go to Minneapolis, Minnesota and Radio Tim. 
which I was honored to do his show yesterday. Oh, thank you, Bill. And sorry about the short notice on that. I uh, I got your message when I got up to, uh, yesterday, and I thought, hmm. And I tried texting you, and it wouldn't wouldn't go through. I don't know if your uh, phone was off or, or what the deal was there. But anyway, uh, thank you for doing the show. And uh, we're doing well here. I uh, big adventure yesterday. Took the bus for the first time since COVID began back in March. Well, actually, the last time I took a bus was February 20th, 2020. Well, let me <laughs> and, play uh, that on the lottery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but uh, and it, it went fine. So you know, I took a bus to my rehab session. So at least now I won't have to try and set up rides every every time. It's a lot, a lot easier, easier this way. Well, you got that going again, and that's good. So how many more weeks are you going to have rehab? I think three, two or three. Huh. Is your shoulder well, feeling any better, Tim? Oh, much better, much better. It's doing real well, and I'm up to, um, well, 90% of being able to, like, for raising my hand. I can raise my hand 90% of the way. So we'll, we'll be substituting good. a few more days for you anyway. Yeah, probably. And... uh Is Perry going to be on today, or do you know? Oh, yeah. Perry's going to be on 1 o'clock with me, and we've got lots of trivia and lots of uh, big topics, a lot of great music. Last week, I think we played everything from the early 60s through the 80s. That show is like the Coffee Club 2.0, so it's a little different. I enjoy it. I listen quite often. So, so. going to do that, but Tim will be standing by for you and your show afterwards, and we'll be ready to go. Let's go to Jeff in Albany, New York. Well, thank you, Bill. It's uh, a very nice day today. Not why is it a nice day? Because it celebrates that today is National Coffee Day. And I've had my third cup of coffee this morning, so I know it's National Coffee Day, and I'm, I'm, certain, I'm celebrating the, the ability of drinking lots of coffee. Everything is good here in Albany, New York, although it's a little bit cool. I got up this morning, it was 45 degrees. I guess I shouldn't complain, but we've had some hot weather this summer. But I prefer the warm weather than the cold weather, so I think I'd like to see the weather that Tim has in Minnesota and that, um, and that you guys have out, out in the Midwest uh, come to the Northeast because it would be nice to see that nice warm weather. Everything is good here, and we're just uh, enjoying life, hanging out, and uh, participating in the coffee club. Back to you, Bill. All right, and I screwed up coffee day on uh, Tim's show yesterday. I played the wrong date. I realize that now. So yesterday we made it coffee day one day early on uh the you know his PS or the uh, his little one minute thing that he runs at eleven thirty. 
Yeah, Profile America. Yeah. I, I was going to say, Bill, every day is coffee day in my house. So. Yeah, so it's all right. It was just one little mistake among many. What the heck? Who keeps score? Right? Who keeps score? All right, let's go to Chris and Dave. Well, we're good. Um, it was chilly here this morning as well. Matter of fact, I made chili yesterday to have for lunch today, so it's upstairs in the slow cooker, crocking away. Hey, now you can't beat that, can you? If you got that in your in your Wi-Fi slow cooker, and instant pot. Yep, and sunshine's doing well. And last time I checked on her, she was sleeping on her perch in the living room, hey? taking life easy. That you can't beat that. Well, that's good, and we'll be getting back to you. Of course, we've got our guest panelist on today, and she's on for a specific purpose. She wants to ask me a few questions. I'm going to be on the hot seat in a little bit, uh, so we're going to. She's going to be one of the guest interviewees. Nancy, tell us how you are this morning. I'm doing okay. It uh, was 56 when we got up. I'm not sure what it is now. Um, and I'm saving my cup of coffee till after the show uh, because it, it, it gets so hot that I don't want to. I'll just wait and drink it after the show when I can enjoy it then. <laughs> okay. Um, my problem is I can't do anything without that first cup of coffee. So. <laughs> Uh, that is an issue too. So, but hey, we make it, and we'll look forward to you participating you. on the panel. I think we've gotten through everybody, Jeff. We uh, certainly have, and uh, we have at least one raised hand. We do have one raised hand from Joe Sorensen in uh, Albuquerque. Now, now they're all coming out of the woodwork. All right, so let's start. So got, let's start with Joe Sorensen. How about if we do that? Oh, hi. Good morning. Here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 54 degrees, cloudy skies, 75. What do you say about on the news about possible Social Security wrapping on October 18th? Is there any any kind of uh, validity to that? Or Wait a minute. Say that. They don't know anything yet. Yeah, I was going to say that they don't know anything. And it'll, it'll, be, it'll get down to the wire, Joe. Yeah, it, good morning, everybody. It always does. But, oh, yeah. It usually does. Are you, you know, talking I, about the budget, yeah. or what are you talking about on social? Yeah. The government shutdown thing and the debt ceiling, I wouldn't right. worry too much I, just I yet. think they usually get that together. They usually. Yeah, but when the government shut down the last few times, they never cut off Social Security off of this no. time. Th- that's because the debt ceiling was raised the last time. It hasn't been raised yet this time. Oh, I see. Okay. So yeah, hopefully so. that'll get resolved. I've worked many a time when we got laid off by the government and we had to go yeah. home. Or some people were considered essential and they had oh. to stay. And the people at home got paid and they didn't have to do any work. But the people that were working, like some of us who had to work the phones, were working we got paid too, but we had to work and they could stay home. Oh yeah. Uh, so I was uh, I was going to tell you I, I compared it with uh, well a, you know a bunch of 
the students cramming for a test or or you know trying to get things done at the last minute which in my opinion congress is notorious for that yeah well that's that's not unusual and it's yeah. it's i worked for the government for 30 years and it happened there almost every year or two so it's it's not unusual Hey, we should play the song. It's not unusual. Right. Well, Tim, that's your job, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'd rather be listening to Adventures in Music with Carl. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I heard you say that it had brought back memories of Carl Haas and Adventures in Music. Oh, it just was floating in my brain. Wow. No, oh, he must not be around anymore, is he? No, he passed away a number of years ago. He's gone. Oh, yeah. Like, well, the other one was the uh, Roger DeCoven, and he, he called his music Rococo and Baroque, and he called it Baracoco. They had another show that... That was like yeah, 75 years ago. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Joe. And me. And Ellen. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Jeff, shame on you. I know. I know. Maybe we'll see you in Omaha, though. You get two for the prize of one. Right. All right, Bill, out in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, Unmute yourself, my friend. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, It's about 60 degrees here. It's back to mid-70s. And uh, also a couple things uh, I'm going to mention. This morning on WGN, guess what? They advertised the Orcam. They said, you know, they come on. They said, you know, those people who have trouble reading now due to macular degeneration and other eye conditions, they advertised the Orcam and the number to call to, to check on it. And I thought, well, that's something new. I've often said that for years, that a lot of this equipment that we use should be advertised on regular, regular radio or regular TV because there's a lot of people out there that don't know anything about it, that can use it, or know people that can use it, and don't know how to tell people about it. And that would lower the prices on the stuff. And also, another thing my daughter mentioned, she's a big coffee drinker, like you guys are. She just read in the paper yesterday that coffee's going to go up in price, way up. May go much as $8 a pound, and it'll be over $5 a cup at Starbucks. Uh. That's why I don't so go to Starbucks, good Bill. Well, no, but I mean, she just mentioned the store. It's going to go up as much as $8 a pound. That's true. Hey, I want to thank right. you, Bill, uh, for telling me about Nostalgia Digest and the radio show last week. It was quite good. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was good. The only thing I didn't like, Ron Britton's show, it was kind of scrambled. I mean, you know, they really run a lot of stuff, and they really had to pay attention to that one. I didn't hear that one, but I, I down, I'll, I'll download it today because I didn't get to hear that. However, the other thing I was going to tell you is that because I happen to like jazz, I listen to that station quite a bit because they have, they have very good jazz programming. So thank oh, you yeah, for letting do. me know they about do. them. Yeah, they do have. They do have. And they have another great one if you like blues. Uh, blues Before Sunrise is like 11 or 12 o'clock on Saturday night, all night till Sunday morning. And I mean, they play really some old blues and stuff. I mean, it's really really way back the guy goes probably way back to the 20s and 30s on some of the stuff he plays awesome awesome that's that's like great that. i love it thank you thank you right. bill okay all right next on our list is gail out in 
St. Cloud, Minnesota. Go ahead, Gail. Good morning. Oh, Sock Rapids or wherever. I forgot. Oh, whatever. Unmute yourself, Gail. Just a second here. I thought I had. You did. You, you did. You are. Now she's muted. I think she just muted herself. Yeah, she was unmuted. I don't get this. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, okay, you're okay. Just all you got to do is hit all A to unmute yourself, Gail. You and you're unmuted, Gail. And now she is again. Well, she just muted herself. Well, all right, she's been trolled twice, so just move on. Let's move on. Can you, Beth, can you unmute yourself, please? Oh, dear. Well, okay, I think I just did it. Go ahead. Yeah, um, well, I was going to let all of you know that last week for our Universal Yums, we had some snacks from Turkey. And boy, tell you what, that some of that is so good. There were certain things I didn't care as much for, but there was these corn nuts. I can't remember what they were actually called. I know it was something else. I think she's unmuted now. That's. I'm, I just raised my hand again. Yeah, you're unmuted. You're, you're unmuted, but I, I hope you didn't mind. No, 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 no that's okay, Beth. Okay, but I'm just um, letting you all know. I don't know what we're going to do next month for the Universal Yums, but the, we actually got two boxes this time. And I think one of them, if I remember correctly, was the Czech Republic, something like that. And they, we were, um, our activities director was asking us which one we would like, that one or the one from Turkey. And we voted on Turkey, so we actually did that one. And then she said the other one would go up to the fourth floor to the memory care. So well, that's okay, too, because I'm sure that they had a good time with it, whatever they were able to do. <laughs> but um, we, we've also, the last, I don't know if I ever told you, but someone was doing the weekend we bowling and... I think this is maybe two or three weeks ago, but this this person actually got a perfect three hundred. I wish I could say it was me. <laughs> oh, that's good. Very All very strikes. good. Wow. I think it's wonderful that this guy did that. We do some. He and I do something really crazy when we're bowling, and you know we talk about the Sherlock Holmes books and movies and that sort of thing and, and he was saying he, whenever he sees me bowling he says Beth are you going to get Professor Moriarty today and I said boy am I ever <laughs> and if I get a, a strike or two he said yeah you're really getting Moriarty this time <laughs> well I'm, it's wonderful they have the activities for you and you can do those it really is fun <laughs> All right, should we give Gail a shot again? Yes, go ahead, Gail. Hi, are, am I unmuted now? Yes, don't touch a thing. Don't even touch don't the touch computer. Don't touch a thing. Okay. Um, I, everything is going well. Last time, I don't, well, I, I don't have to go back for a, um, uh, a blood draw till November. My platelets have been very nicely up lately, so I don't have to take the Promacduct unless something happens and everything else is going well with Wendy and me everything else is fine I had a zoom chat with my nephew and his wife and their son and that was a lot of fun 
he is Rowan is as goofy as ever. <laughs> so everything else is fine. Everything else is fine here. Most of the way, I'm going to be doing something for the NFB next month for uh, Meet the Blind Month here, bringing my Braille stuff and stuff like that for the you know to show people what that stuff is all about. We finally have the community room open and the front room open and all of that, which is wonderful. So things are shaping up around here. Well, that'll be good, Gail. It should work out well, and hopefully, I'm not sure when, but I'm getting together with the um, uh, the the guy, uh, the gal that's like the assistant, the acti- the coordinator here with uh, the manager to figure out when we can do it and how we can do this for Meet the Blind Month next month. Have a meeting with her tomorrow. So hopefully everything will work out fine and like I said everything else is great very good and that's what we want to hear thanks okay Jeff who's next Fran out in uh, Texas uh, in Austin go ahead Fran uh, unmute yourself please okay well um, good morning everybody uh, you were talking earlier about coffee prices going up they already have um, especially for K-Cups. And um, the other thing is I have gotten hooked on these. Um, they're in little bottles, and they're Starbucks. Um, oh, they're like little iced coffees, you know, vanilla and that sort of thing. Usually I don't go that much for that, but, oh, I've gotten really into those, and um, I can hardly find them anymore. So, um, you know, and most of the coffee I looked at, I did find some that was a little cheaper. But I have high standards when it comes to coffee, and I might have to go back to drinking cheap coffee again. So I'm not happy about that. Gail, I, I, I feel your pain, let me tell you, because I get it. Believe me, I get it. Oh, yeah, I can't. I have to have my coffee in the morning. I cannot even function. In fact, we've gotten to the point now where... Um, because right now I'm not using my Keurig because the Keurig stuff's just too high, so I'm buying regular ground coffee. And so, you know, I'm not sane and are awake enough to make a cup of coffee until I've had a cup of coffee. So Gary makes the coffee. <laughs> well, Lazy does something, right? Yeah, really. Well, you know? He's going to kill me. I, I, <laughs> I preset it the night before, so all you have to do is hit the button and start it. Yeah, that's that's what I used to do. Um, and, and no, you don't habit. have to buy you don't have to buy the K cups from Keurig itself. Uh, it's Fran. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Fran. You don't have to buy the K cups from Keurig. You can buy them at Walmart. Uh, they they have other brands that. that, that yeah, I buy them. I I was looking actually on. Oh, uh, has anybody noticed? I I don't know. I wasn't here last week. It might have been talked about how uh, the Walmart site has just gotten, at least for me anyway. I don't know if there's a way around it, but it's just gone. I can't check my stuff out, and I can't get my EBT thing to work. And, you know, I they've changed it so that um, it shows you all the stuff that you usually buy right in a row, and you can just select them. That's, that's nice, except if you want to buy something different, but and I'm sure you can search for that. But it's not letting you check out, and I've seen 
on a couple of, um, and Gary's seen on a couple of the technology lists that a lot of people are having trouble with that. Now, yeah, is this, on your, is this on, your, on your phone or your computer, Gail? I mean, Gail, I keep calling you Gail, Fran. <laughs> What's that now? Is this on the phone or the computer that you're doing this? This phone. This phone's what I usually do it on. Um, I haven't tried the computer, but people have said that it's no better on the computer. Uh, I've been able to use it. Chris, you have too, haven't you? I've been able to use it on the phone and the computer. I haven't had any trouble with it. I don't, huh? Because it's not just me. There have been several other ones. In Mac, I think it's uh, easy. Complained about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe I'm, what I'm, I because I've been using it for a long time. In fact, I'm usually pretty good with that app. But now I can't. Uh, it's, it's like I can't find where to check things out. And I'm, you know, if I were the only one, I would think that I was just having one of those days maybe we'll have to do a refresher because one of the things i've noticed they move is they they don't have all those things you have to look at before your item it's either the price and there it is to add into the cart and that 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 part is good uh what have you found about the checkout chris that I really haven't found anything new about the checkout. I usually click on my cart. I I do know that you have to choose, you know, get your choices made for your, like if it's on Walmart, the time and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that I know. But I've noticed. I haven't had any problem with that. Yeah. I don't uh, know. There was some sort of update. I don't know. If it were just me, I wouldn't. You know, but it's been people what other than do myself. You have? I have the uh, uh, SE twenty. Okay. Well, it shouldn't make any difference because what I have found that I do for checkout is click on the cart. You know, click on my cart. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. go down to the mm-hmm. checkout button down at the bottom, and then you may have to deal with the the type of delivery you want or this yeah. and the other but and then they want to know what you want you know what you will sub you know what substitutes you know what you want to substitute right. and what you don't but also they've they've really messed up their pharmacy they've really messed that up so but what they're trying to do with this this Walmart is they're trying to combine it all into one thing where you can shop and order things like one time I don't know they shipped us a bag of cookies which you would normally get at the store they came showed up three days later so it can get a little confusing but yeah. Their prices are so much better than some of these other places if you can use them. Oh, yeah. And also, that's where, you know, that's um, my local uh, ACB, which is our you know local grocery store that I usually shop at. They don't, uh, they don't take the uh, card online. But so, I've seen uh, where you know, do, uh, Instant Card does, but they... You have to put in a special pin, and some people have trouble with it. And oh, I didn't know Instacart took give you two cards. Now. Yes, they do. Yes, oh, they've they done do. that for quite a while now. Yes, they oh, wow. do. Hmm. They do. Okay. They do. They do. 
I'll hey, do take that, that card. I've never seen that. I've been using Instacart lately, but you know, I have. Uh, yeah, oh. they take the oh. card. Why didn't you tell me, Gary? Shoot. <laughs> they take the card. Okay, well, I don't know, because, uh, you know, as I say, if I were the only one having problems with it, I would think that, well, I'm not very technically wonderful, so maybe, you know, it's something I'm doing wrong, but it seems like... Um, well, in Gary's some ways, it's easier. Messages, you know. Oh, well, maybe it's changed in the last week or so. I don't know. Anyway, well, I don't know. I, I thought I would bring that up in case anybody's having problems, but it... You know, I guess guys well, are so maybe maybe again. we'll have to demo it here on the coffee club and just kind of go through some of the highlights. Yeah, and, as I say, usually I've I've got it down. You know, when when uh, Chris went through it and explained it and everything, it made perfect sense, and I've been able to use it since then. But just recently, well, not. we we may have to go back through that. Yeah, we can go back through that. Yeah. All right. Thank okay. you, Fran. Thank you. Sure. All right. Next up on the uh, on the agenda is Alan Ramos out in Ontario, California. Go ahead, Alan. Hello uh, to the panel. It looks like we're having some cooler weather today uh, here in Ontario. How about in the low seventies? Oh, that- How about rain? How about rain? Uh, no rain. No rain right now. So I was wondering, does anyone know about uh, Pay With Chip? About when? The Pay With Chip uh, app. Uh, oh, Pay With Chip app? I yes. think that app is defunct. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't think it's even in business anymore. The Pay With Chip. Uh, he had a good idea, but he couldn't get many stores to yeah. go along with it and. They provide such other options that his didn't make it. Oh, okay. I, I think you tried it out, Bill. You, we, we, I was with you when you tried it out a, a, quite a while ago, and it wasn't working anymore. Yeah. Right, and I was, remember you did a demonstration sometime back in, uh, with it. I thought, well, I would do something that I would think about trying. Yeah, it, they, they gave you a free card reader. You put your yes. card in there, and that paid for the purchase. Yes. But you didn't get the selection and oh, okay. the kind of stuff, so it really wasn't the right way to go. Yeah. So, and, but it um, concerns me about Walmart. I thought it had gotten easier. I didn't know. Yeah. So, but, uh, but the pay-by-chip is chipped out. Okay. I'll take a look at it today as well, Bill. I don't normally use Walmart because I, I have Instacart and I pay for that, but I'm going to take a look at the app on the phone and the computer because they yeah. don't have the grocery app anymore. That's not that's yeah. not supportive anymore. No, it's all part of big one thing. So Wow. There we go. I have what's never going, used what, it. And what's going on with you and Walter, Alan? Oh, well, Walter and I were just... Uh, I just finished setting up a new computer dog. I had it for about a month, but I just put the things in it that I wanted. Yep, setting up a computer can be a challenge because every one of them has their own personalities. They're different, and they can be different. So that's but, what Walter and I were doing. Um, it's working pretty well, so 
Well, that's good, and that's what you want. The only thing is, I have an extra N in my letter and my name, you know, that should be there, but other than that, I want to have a friend of mine help me on change up today. Yeah. So, we'll keep plugging away with it, and we'll keep you up to date on Walmart apps or easy apps that are accessible that you can use. Oh, thank you very much, Bill. We thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Okay, we're caught up so far. All right. Do we want to talk about the new things at Amazon or dive into the interview? Well, if there's one new thing that I want to get from Amazon, but I'm not sure if, I'll be, if I can use it. But did you see they came out with a new robot called Astro? That's what I want. A thousand bucks. And a thousand, but well, the price, if they sell enough of them, the price will go down. It's not going to stay that high, I don't think. However... The, the, you just you just can't get it from Amazon. You have to be invited to buy it. So, right, right, but they now, sent us. So I've that. got a email with a link so that you can get invited. I don't know if I still got it, but an email for the link. Um, I like that little device that follows you around the house. But I really like their thermostats for fifty or sixty bucks that you can. Use the thermostat and the cheap doorbell at between fifty and sixty dollars. Did you guys see those? I the, did. The thermostat, yeah, the did. doorbell, the floodlight, the was there another camera to some type of more inexpensive camera that you can use? And there wasn't a ton of stuff but a new show. What oh, show fi- it? the alarm clock show. Uh, yeah, it's a show fifteen. It. Uh, it was like fifty bucks, I think. Although this one I saw was like two hundred and fifty. Oh no! This was a a clock or for your, but it has a display on it and stuff. Right. I think it's fifty dollars or something. Well. I think it's all this great stuff is great. I updated my phone to iOS 15, and I have a bone to pick with Apple, but maybe it's really not Apple's fault. It's the developer. I have two older applications on my phone and apps on my phone. One is called West, Westminster Chime, and the other one is just called Chime. And once I updated my phone to iOS 15, they do not work, and this is a problem that the developer has to take care of on the back end. And uh, I've written to the develop both developers because they're both different app, different developers, and they haven't not they haven't got back to me, and maybe they'll fix it. Maybe they won't. But Apple certainly gave them enough time before they implemented iOS 15, where they could have fixed it immediately. So, so I'm not happy with it. But then again, I only paid like a dollar ninety nine for one of them, and, and ninety nine cents for the other one. And I've had them for years, so I guess I really can't complain. I got my money's worth out of it. But it was just a little frustrating because I used to like those apps. Dave, what's a floodlight? Was it forty bucks? Oh, what a floodlight? Oh, those are those are you can put those outside, and um, it they they're extremely bright. Is what they're for. It just lights up. And, yeah, like know, especially that. like a in an emergency, it's kind of nice because you can light it up. And some of them even have sirens that go with them. Do you have you have lights on your property? Don't you, Dave? That work with motion sensors at night when people come over to. If anyone comes to visit you, they, they light up the, the area so they don't get killed trying to get into your house. Or Well, we have that, but 
we our whole yard lights up at night on you know when it uses uh photo cell what one of the things i like here is the blink doorbell at 50 bucks that you can use um and i think you can either mount it in the door or do whatever you tech type people do that put them in doors or you can use it as a standalone yeah we have the we have the blink cameras now they they do pretty much the same thing when somebody comes to the door it you know it'll go off and you can actually talk to the person yeah two years of battery life and two-way talk so yeah Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's wow. a pretty good price for that particular item. I want that, by the way, I want that Astro robot to cook me dinner, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I mean, if it's going to be a robot, it's going to do something to just walk around the house. I don't know, but that thing sounds like really cool. <laughs> I think he sounds like uh, the dog on the Jetson. Uh, <laughs> okay, Dave, what is it? Oh, yeah. What is a ring alarm pro? It's also got a router with it, but it's two hundred and fifty dollars. Now that I don't know. I haven't seen uh, that. I've been hearing ads for a ring alarm lately. It's supposed to be some kind of new thing for security. Yeah, it's for That's security. Online protection, maybe a little more than than what I could get into or would 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 want to get into. I think into. it's monitored. I think you can pay for monitoring or something with it. Yeah. But that's too much. Yeah, that's what, that's what they're advertising on TV, but I, I haven't really read too much about it. We have the Ring cameras. We have the Ring and Blink. And uh, they both, both of those systems work really well. Yeah, Bill, the, can you unmute yourself, please? I believe yeah. Yeah. he's he oh. knows everything about everything. Go tell us tell no, us no, something I, new. I Bill. have I have the ring system. And I don't have this new ring pro. The only thing the ring you can do a monitoring system with a monitor just like you would if you had ADT or anything else on your house. Alarm system they'll monitor for you. But the thing I like about mine, you can talk to anybody in the world. I mean it comes across the phone and Somebody comes to the door, you can you can be in in uh, Indianapolis, Bill. Somebody rings your bell in Florida, and you can talk to them. They don't know if you're there or not. And yeah, that's, that's right. You can also you can also monitor. You can you can you can talk anywhere in the world, and also you can see who's at the door. Of course, it doesn't help us. We can't see the phone, but you can see who's at the door before you talk if you want to. And it's just a good thing. And in those floodlights. Uh, I know I don't know what Amazon's asking for them, but I know I see them advertised on Bell and Howell has them for like twenty nine bucks on these TV advertisements. What it is, it's just a, a a floodlight that runs on solar cells, and you can stick them anywhere you want. You can you can there's a post you can stick them in the ground along a sidewalk. So if you walk up, it lights the sidewalk if you go, or or you can put them like if you got a garden and you got animals that keep going because sometimes light scares the animals you can put it in the at the edge of your garden your flowers and it'll come on if an animal goes goes by or comes near the area and it'll light it up and they're extremely bright 
Oh yeah, they're really bright. I meant it because I I remember seeing them before. Um, they've been out for a few years, but they've got better now. But I meant they're really. They got something like what was it? I saw Bell and Howe something like a hundred and was a hundred and eighty LED lights in the thing. So it's got to really be tremendously bright. And you can use it for security. You know, you just put it in your in your yard, and somebody walks in your yard, your light comes on, and you can also get them with blind them. Also, uh, they'll right? be blind. <laughs> well, yeah, but I meant I'm just saying that you know if you if you get a light comes on, a lot of times that startles people. You know, they'll, they'll well, yeah, it'd blind them, them if it was that bright. Right, right. And also just to light up the area. You know, I mean, you just, uh, just to light there. I mean, you know, because I had for a while, I even had uh, sound sensors uh, before they didn't work anymore. They finally wore out. But I bought them years ago with a little device just stuck in the yard and anything walked near it. It, it made a loud, like a siren sound. But other than that, like... Well, but they got all kinds of devices out there, but the, but the Ring system, I think the Ring Pro is just a little more advanced. But you can, even with mine, I've had mine a couple years now, and you you can get in the monitor if you want. That's the only that's the only difference in them. Well, and what's it, this robot you're talking about? I haven't seen that on Amazon. I have to look for that. It's called Astro, and I guess it follows you from room to room. It can do various. For what reason? What does it do? Well, you're going to have to ask Chris. I didn't just, just a com- just a companion or what? I mean, but why why would you spend a thousand dollars on like something walk around the room with you? I mean, I don't think it's going to follow me around. I think, I think it would be a lot less mess than a, it'd be a lot less mess than a dog. I well, <laughs> oh, Jennifer, you better make sure the one the someone I know doesn't hear that. <laughs> I, I think it does other things. I think it it does. Skills and I think it. Uh, they said right. you can do video chatting with it, so you could use it as the with a video camera. And you can chat video by video with it um, to other people who have the comparable, uh, maybe the Echo the Echo Show and stuff like that. I, oh, I, did, okay. I did hear that, okay. but and it's it could pick things up for you maybe. But I, you know, for a thousand bucks, I it, it better vacuum my carpet for God's sakes. You know, I mean, well, it better you do have something. To do more than just I'll, or say. Oh, I dropped that fork. Can you find it for me? Pick it up, you know, but I meant <laughs> for a thousand dollars that's expensive just to but do that. I mean, there are already flaws in it, so I'm not sure, but right, right, I read that. Just remember, but, uh, Bill, though, there are people who will spend money on anything, so Oh yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. There's and they've got some new other right. new fitness stuff called the Halo and stuff that we can't use, it's no audio, so Right, it's right, not right. A, but not no, but but the but the ring bell. If you you said you have what, what do you have on your doors down there? You see a blink on your doors down there. Uh, Dave right. does, but we have, oh, okay. we have the ring in Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. But I like the ring system. I mean, I, I yeah, like it, it works. It works. All right, all, all right. right. You guys, go. We'll get on to get on to your interview. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Okay. All right. I like uh, some of the smart lights. Yeah, yeah. Bill, uh, back in the, uh, I think it was 1982, 83, uh, Jeff, you'd be familiar with Heathkit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, they came out with Hero Jr. That was a little robot, but you had to put it together. And I got one and put it together. 
And then it had these cartridges that you could put in it. You had to put those together. And But once you had it done, you could play games with it. And it, it would follow you around, but on its own terms. <laughs> you know, it wasn't. <laughs> but it, could t- it actually had speech. And, but you had to program it using numbers. And you could program it to say different things. You could program it to do different things. It was pretty cool. In fact, I just threw that thing away here about, I don't know, about five years ago, I think it was. I don't know what all this do. new robot will do, but I, I, I just saw it, and I thought it sounded cool. I haven't really read that much about it yet. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you buy one for all of us, Chris? <laughs> yeah, I'll use your credit card. That's what I, no, no, yeah, please, there you I, go. I, a number of people would love to use my credit card, as Bill Sparks knows. <laughs> we won't go to that. Well, Bill's uh, the one with the big bucks. Well, yeah. I, I mean, if, if we had Keith our money, kid. we'd have to burn ours. Did you I have saw one of those? Heath kit, uh, at, at, uh, we had a Heath kit store here in, in the Twin Cities, and I saw that robot there. It yeah, was, it, it was, was really neat. cool. I think my dad bought, yeah. built me a shortwave radio that you could build from Heathkit. And it worked okay. I, it really, really did work pretty well, you know. I had a Heathkit FM stereo tuner that I had for many years. I just gave it away a few years ago because, well, I wasn't using it. And I found somebody that wanted it. But um, it was about the best tuner around other than the only one I ever saw that was better was the Macintosh 2105 which was about $1100 and the Heath kit was only $300 now did you build the one yourself or did you buy it and was no built I, I had a friend I had a friend of mine that built a whole bunch of kits I bought uh, Dynaco preamplifier and Southwest Technical Products Corporation amplifiers and then I had the Heath kit tuner for my stereo system now i've seen that macintosh you could change the bandwidth on it it was really selective and i like to do it was it was cool and if there was a strong station on 98.7 you could still narrow the bandwidth and and if there was was dx around you could get the station on 97 98.9 without a problem it really was selective and sensitive that's what i liked about that and it didn't have the but i don't want to take away our listeners here but it didn't have the overload capabilities that all some of these cheaper tuners have tim if you remember correctly it was it was very selective and very sensitive yeah yep it was all right and that um i guess that astro thing follows you around can ask questions uses a periscope camera i don't know much about this thing but i don't think i'd want it but to each his own all right. What? Any other questions, Jeff? Before we get started, let me just check here. Hold on one second. No, I think we're all we, we're all caught up so far. All right. Well, since I'll be in the hot seat, uh, Nancy, we'll let you we'll let you ask the first question, and then Jeff, Chris, Dave, Jenny, whoever, Tim, go forth. Okay, um, let's talk about your early life, Bill, um, perhaps before and then uh, about your your schooling, where you went to school and what you did. 
early life, um, I don't remember too much about it, except I was born in the state of Washington. Uh, That's where my mother happened to be at the time. I was in the hospital for three months because I was born premature. And once I got out of the hospital, my grandparents and her took me back to Indiana and I was there pretty much all of my life. We grew up in a little small town called North Vernon, Indiana and we lived there until I went to the blind school when I was about six and back in those days you didn't have to go to kindergarten so I didn't go to kindergarten. Did they know about the school before you went there? Oh yeah. Yeah, that was really the only option at that time. Public school was not an option. It's not like today. So. And then when you went to school, uh, what kind of extracurricular activities were you involved in? Well, when I went to school and I got a little older, of course, I was on the wrestling team. I wasn't very good at that. But I I still did that um, in the choir, in the band. I was involved with that. Those are the three main things. And, of course, chasing the girls. Um, So that, that pretty much was my extracurricular. During my school years at the blind school, we... Also, I participated in a band we had put together, and we traveled around and did things like that. So that was a good experience also. And how did you manage your traveling around? I'm sorry, the what? How did you manage traveling around? Were all of you blind, or, you know, did you have, how did you manage driving and well, getting to where you needed to go well, to perform. Yes, we were all blind, and one of the parents volunteered to take us, so we did this on the weekends or in the summer months. It was just a little way to earn some extra money, and that's how we did that. Tim, you had something to say, I think. I, I had just asked what instruments he played. Oh, and... <laughs> High school, I played the clarinet, and in the combo band, I paid, played a, an instrument called a washtub bass. Ah, yes. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and hmm. so that's what I did. Uh, did, you, did you know Braille music? Yes, to a degree. Not real well. We had learned it. I didn't like it, didn't pay any attention to it. Only did it when I had to. Um, But it was not my strong point. Neither was piano. I took piano lessons. I kept falling asleep in the practice room or whatever. (laughs) I I just didn't like it. Okay. Um, After you graduated from high school, you went on to college, correct? A junior college? Yeah, I went from, because I didn't study real well in high school, and so 
young kids do not follow my example. I didn't study real well, so my grades weren't that good. I mean, I could get by, and I knew I had a good feeling I was going on to college, especially I started applying myself in my senior year of high school. So um, I did that because my grandparents, I was adopted, legally adopted by them my sophomore year of high school, and they encouraged me for college. So in order to get my grades together and to learn good study habits and things, I went two years to Vincennes Junior College before I transferred on to the University of Southern Indiana. And how was how was your college experience? That was real good. Um, met a lot of people, learned to study, flunked my first three tests, had to learn, um, got my act together, and I ended up on the dean's list. But it took me a while to learn to study and to concentrate and to do those things. But met a lot of friends. Um, was the first blind person to go to the university or graduate from the University of Southern Indiana. Um, but And that was a selling job because they didn't know how you know, visually impaired people would do. We introduced the reading program and, you know, it, it, it wasn't so bad, but it was a good learning experience. And uh, a lot of fond memories of college. Okay. Did you get your textbooks and things on tape then, like from recordings for the blind, or did you have to hire readers for everything? Well, we hired readers, especially for the first two years after that. Once I started getting those tapes, then then my grades really rocketed up because I could get a lot of those books. I think, Jeff, you were going to say something? I was going to ask you a few questions. but wait, I'll, I'll ask you, did you have to hire people to read for you in college? Because we had in New York State a program where you would pay the reader out of New York State money. Did they have that in Indiana as well? Yes, they did. And But, you know, depending upon how boring the reader could be or whatever, but that worked, and we did that for a couple of years. But once the books on tape started rolling in, that cut that way back. And did you use the reel-to-reel tape recorder? <laughs> oh, yes. Those, those Sony's, what, 105? <laughs> 105. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we did. Okay. Uh, um, do, you, do you have brothers and sisters? Uh, no, not now. They're both deceased. I had one. I guess technically we called them half-brother, half-sister back at that time. But they're both deceased now. But um, we all did a lot of things together. And they helped shape me and make me very independent. Or try what to about make. the school for the blind bill? Did you have any problems at the school? I see so many people who won't go to schools for the blind who, oh, they 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 were they were abused or they they didn't they didn't adjust well. How, how did you deal with that whole thing? You know, I must have dealt with it pretty good. I I don't say that it was always perfect there. You know, we kid you about food. They used to make us eat 
like sweet potatoes and cauliflower and things that I just didn't like. And that gave me a lifelong impression. But my opinion of the School for the Blind, I wouldn't be where I was today without the School for the Blind. They taught us independence. We were able to to participate in activities and do things we probably would have never gotten to do in a public school. So in that sense, the school was really, really, really good for us. So you went to the School for the Blind, then you go to college. What did you major in when you went went to college? I majored in psychology and sociology with a minor in social work. I always wanted to be a rehab instructor, a counselor. So when you got out of college, um, you ended up not being a rehab instructor. Instead, you ended up going into Social Security. How did that happen? It happened because there was a hiring freeze on with the state. And they couldn't hire anybody at the time. This was back in about 1976. So, you know, it took about 18 months to find a job when I got out of college. I was beginning to wonder if I'd ever find a job. But when I did, it was the first available was Social Security. And I had really worked hard to prepare myself to get that opportunity. I remember I got a job. um, I was hired to type some term papers for somebody. But she said my typing wasn't good. Spelling wasn't as good. I'd been out of school about a year, year and a half. So I went back to business school to improve my typing, spelling, and work on those office-type skills. And then the opportunity came to apply for a job with the federal government. And the next thing I know, I was on a plane to Daytona Beach, and I was competing against other blind people for these positions with Social Security. Well, I was able to get one of those jobs, and I went to Florida to um, take the training class, and then was sent to Cleveland, Ohio, to start the job. And that was another new challenge, because I really didn't want to go to Cleveland at the time, because it was far away from home, and I just wasn't used to it. But I adapted, and it it went well. It was a little rocky at first. We learned firsthand about discrimination by a boss who who did not want visually impaired people in his office. And they did everything they could to to terminate you. As a matter of fact, if it wasn't for our area director who did not want to fire us, we would have me and the other lady would have been fired. But it all worked out, and um, we made it through Cleveland, and then I transferred back to Indianapolis. Okay. Now, um, you've told me some about your career with Social Security, but I'd love it if you'd share with people just how far up the ranks you went 
and about your travels all over the country. Well, I guess it all started, we're in Social Security, and we used to have to develop forms or create our own forms with the readers, and we had to do something called key sheets, where we would put forms in the typewriter, and we'd... We would have to count lines and spaces and hope that you would put the paper in correctly and type things in the right field because you had to send these things out to the public. So about that time, the Opticon was coming in, and they sent me for training to learn the Opticon. And I was able to get a, well, two things I was able to do, well, three things with the Opticon. One, I was able to get a device you put on your typewriter and you could read, you could put your hand in the Opticon. It was a little slower, but then you could read the fields and type and fill out some forms that way. Then I was able to take the Opticon, and this was the start of the icebreaker, and that was I was able to read the printouts, what what they called queries, or information about the customers or the callers that called in, the beneficiaries. And once I was able to master that and read that and learn that query, that really made my job independent. Then they came out with a lens that I could put on the computer screen. I could take the camera and I could read the terminals. The sighted people got computers a couple years before we did. And us, the blind people, were just sitting over there twisting our thumbs and we couldn't do the work. And I lobbied with my manager to get me one of those. I went and borrowed somebody's and showed her that it could be done. And then we, I was able to do that, to read that screen, and then I could fill out my forms on the typewriter, and I was able to use the computer system before speech came along. Well, a couple years later, they sent us for speech training. We used the old BERT Plus, and that was a piece of cake because I'd already been using the thing. So I learned a computer. I got a computer at home. My stepfather got me a computer for Christmas, and then I was hooked. And then I learned... Computers. Well, I must have got well enough that my manager elected me to a, it was called a cadre, sounds like Russia, a cadre to where I was a computer trainer. And I was the first one actually in the country that I know of with Social Security that did that. And so off they sent me to Seattle for more training. And I was the only blind person there, but they didn't treat me any different. And we had a, had a good time. And, and then 
I learned to go to various offices and we had training at, at the regional offices and training almost every blind person in the region on how to use screen readers and to fill out our forms and so that was my big breakthrough all because of the Opticon. Well, one of the things I was always curious, so you also have a family, you have two children, Rachel and James. Tell us about what the challenges of raising two children. They're twins if I'm not mistaken. Tell us about that. That 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 had to be difficult or somewhat challenging. Well, you know, the doctor said he never saw the look that when he told us that it was going to be twins. Uh, this is my first wife, Jeannie. Um, and I didn't, I really was kind of reluctant at one child, much less two. And when two came, I said, oh man, now I got to go to work and help out. But because I had never been around a lot of young children because being at the blind school and being away home so much. But once we got the flow of it and doing what we had to do, it was just one of those on-the-job learning things you learn to do. I think I got better as a parent as the kids got older. I mean, I changed my share of diapers and did all of that kind of stuff and fed the, and did what I had to do. But I don't think I was ever very good at it until they got older. But um, so... Did they, did they try to take advantage of you as they, oh, they sure. realized you couldn't see? Did you have to deal with that kind of thing? Shoot, kids take advantage of you now if they can. That's, uh, that's true. <laughs> uh, but no, th- no, they do real well. So yes, they did. Um, but... Uh, I used to have some con, and I think I was probably a little harder on them because I said, when you start something, you need to finish it. If you don't like it at the end, then walk away and quit. But if you start baseball, you go to the end. If you start music, you go to the end of the course, then you get out. I never was one big on quitting something. Well, that's, but, you that's, know, a lot of the challenges that you went through are challenges that sighted parents go through, too. I mean, it's oh, not, yeah. uh, nobody gets, you don't get a, a handbook on how to, you can't have a handbook on how to raise a child, essentially, because every child is different, and that's true for sighted parents as well. No, but oh, I, well, you have to be very proud of how they turned out. Cause with, oh, absolutely. You know, Tell them about the things they do. One's a bank manager. One's James is a master craftsman. Works in works on uh, cabinets, but he can do millions of other things. Cars, whatever. It's kind of like Dave Rickard. But I will say, when I got sick this last year, they were right here. You know, we don't talk to each other every day. But if there's a need or whatever, they're there. So, uh, I mean, that was part of the time that I would get a little emotional um, over the past year when when they did that. 
as then you're how going, did you become oh, God, interested sorry. in radio broadcasting? Where where did that come into the picture? You know, back I met my lifelong friend Doug Hunsinger, and. Doug and I were friends over all the years since we started training class back in November of 77, I think it was. I met Doug. And that was... And of course, there was no internet radio. But over the years, Doug had showed me a few things about internet radio. And that's kind of how and then Michael Loft gave me some software and some hints we got the bug um, it seems to me that Tim and I were in Randy we were doing some type of I think we were already doing the internet and doing the radio database and it seems to me that that's kind of how that kind of evolved into that. We said, we'll make a radio station, and I think Tim was the first broadcaster. I can't remember how it all came about, but I remember we were on something, was it Talking Communities for the People, or one of those where Tim would play records, would come in and play requests for people there on that on that room. You remember that, Tim? Tim may be gone. But anyway, no, that's... What was, that was it Sorry. ACB that you were through? Or, or what organization, or what were you... I mean, how did you even connect? How did you... I'm not clear on... If you worked together, you had to connect somehow. <laughs> Well, I think it all started when we did the website, and I was known for the radio database, and we would exchange emails with people, and it was just word of reputation. What were you going to say, Tim? I was going to say that's kind of, yeah, the radio database is how I got acquainted with you, because, oh, trying to think what would have been going on back then but there were things that I was interested in listening to on the computer right back see like there that. was no Alexa that we were one of the biggest games in town and yep. we started out with four stations and ended up over I don't know 15,000 but back then you had to do it by hand yep. and that's kind and that of, all started because there were things that we wanted to listen to, and they were on another page, and we you decided that it that you didn't want to necessarily have to go to somebody else's page, and you could create your own. Because Dave, your friend Dave Appel, helped you get your website. Right, he bought me a website for Christmas. Then he taught me to do coding. And then we went from there, and then we found a new database, started putting that together, and on April 7th, 2001, we launched the first website, or the the big website. But the answer to your question is, Nancy, it was word of reputation. And 
we started running some type of chat room that people could go to on the page and people started coming there on Thursday nights and that's kind of how it evolved off and we split off from talking communities and went to For the People and our first few shows even the podcast were um, just Live in the chat room. Live in the chat room. But how the radio station came on, we just had an old laptop, and we strung together a little bit of music, and somehow just enough to get it up. And it wasn't always very reliable. Or the computer would get hot and burn, the battery would burn out, and... uh, it, it, it was just a real challenge at the very beginning. And then I th- think Mike Gorman gave us a bunch of music, and we started putting that together. We didn't have to play High School USA so much. Remember that, Tim? <laughs> oh, my God. But, yes. But, Nancy, it was... And we did work with ACB for a time, they were connected with us. Um, Jonathan Mosin worked for the legend at one time. Brian Harchin. Um, and Terry, Terry Clasper. Terry Clasper, yeah. Yeah. So, Do you remember how you came up with the name Legend? Uh, no, I don't. I think we started out with some other name, didn't we, Tim? Yeah, didn't we do something like Good Times and Great Old? Good Times and Great Old. Right, uh, and Tim didn't like that one so well. So the legend actually started out and is pretty much 24 oldies, but it went country for a little while there, for a while, didn't it, Tim? Yep. Yeah. It went country for a little bit. And Tim would do his shows on Thursday night at 9 o'clock. And then who came first, DJC or or Jay? I or Chris Ramsey? DJC. Well, yeah, it might have been DJC, yeah. But actually, Chris Ramsey was before DJC, I think. Right. And Chris would work on Sunday nights, and Tim was on. Doug, Doug did some shifts at the beginning, and we were only getting one or two listeners, so it wasn't exactly like we were setting it on fire. And things just DJ evolved. He did the jukebox on Saturday night. Oh so, yeah. Do you and, think that one of the um, contributing factors might have been? all the computer knowledge that you needed for Social Security to help you out with your other ventures? Oh, I think it helped, but I don't think... I think that was just just finding the right people because I didn't even broadcast for the first six or seven years. Um, I wasn't even on the air at all. So... I just didn't think I could do it. Uh-huh. So, but... Yeah, I, one of Bill's first broadcasts, I actually did all the, played all the music. 
and Bill and Jennifer were on the show, and we were on Skype, yeah. So on Wednesday night, and so, but having some computer knowledge did help because just maintaining the computers and learning people from Doug, Mike, all those types of people that taught me our time with Jonathan, even though it was short, was very insightful in learning. We learned a lot by that. Um, And you were doing this when you were still employed with Social Security, right? That's true. We had people like um, Nolan Crabb who taught us a lot JR we had uh, Steve Masura was on I'm trying to think Dave Corden was a big big influence can you um, think of some more Tim well, and, well let's not forget about Mike uh, Gorman was one of the first yes he was yeah, Mike Gorman very let's muscle. not forget about, about John Holiday, who did uh, uh, Gary Stevens, who did all the production. Who, uh, oh, a, a big, too. big, big influence. Yeah. And he was instrumental in getting um, all things radio off the ground. He was instrumental in getting those Bill Fortune jingles that we use from time to time. So we've had various computers, all kinds of. But that's a little bit there, Nancy. Okay. Think, uh, now, my next... Oh, oh go, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think uh, Bill actually gave me the Legends first computer, the laptop that, well, basically, uh, it was kind of melted on one corner and things like that because it had gotten so hot. <laughs> was it, it was the smoke was the smoke coming out of the back when he got it home, Tim? No, actually it worked That's quite well for two or three years, while, didn't it, Tim? And then I sent him That's another the one, one that cracked the tin table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But that's, okay. that's uh, I, I know that you need to get to other things, but uh, first of all, I'd like to make a comment, and then I'd like to conclude this by having you indicate anything that you'd like to share with us that wasn't asked. And my comment is this. Um, you're a very, I know that you hate the word inspirational person, but I don't know what other word to put there. And um, when I met you, I just, I was blown away by... Uh, not only how nice you are, but your knowledge and your willingness to share and your, um, it's, you're very subtle. It's, it's not, you don't just put it out there for everyone. People have to figure that out for themselves that, that you are, you know, the knowledgeable person that you are. And, um, and the legend is a good station. But you are such a good organizer, and that really, really does come through. So, what I'd like to conclude with: Are there any are there any other things that you'd like to share? Well, you know, we never stop thinking at the legend of how we can make the legend better. I always have goals each day. I try to make my own personal program better to do things. And I don't want to stop at that. I've got goals to bring more people back involved in the legend. I realize there'll never be the heyday of the legend like it was 
maybe 10 years ago because people have so many different choices and things to do. But when it's all said and done, I want you guys to remember is that we've really tried to make the legend a station that reaches out to people like some of our new show, you know, the bringing on Perry in the afternoon, which is some extra work for me, but is also teaching him the ropes and what to do. And we're going to do a guest one with Gary next week uh, on Monday. So it's getting new people involved and learning, learning how we can get them involved. It's my work with Jeff over the past well, 13 almost, years. Almost 13 years. Uh, right. And th- those types of things. And, you know, it's it's just stuff we do. Uh, Jennifer. Well, I been- want to thank you for this opportunity. Um, it's been great. And um, when it came up and when we, when I, I actually asked if I could interview you and you said yes, and we did not rehearse anything. Um, no, it but wasn't. I am so grateful for this opportunity, and um, we also are legend listeners. We we enjoy the station a whole lot, and I I never miss the country show on Saturdays. I try not to miss other shows too, but you know life has a way of getting in the way. But um, keep up doing the good work, and I know Al wanted to know. What radio stations you listened to when you worked in Cleveland? Well, I listened to WTAM at the time, or 3WE, whatever they were calling it back then. I listened to 1260 WBBG when they switched from oldies to sports. Back then, I listened to 1420 WHK. I listened to the news talk station at 1300 WERE. Uh, Those were the basic stations. If I could add a good enough radio to get WLW, I listened to that. And I didn't listen to too much FM back in those days, but that's what I was listening to in 1978 and 79 and 80 in Cleveland, Ohio. What about WGAR? Did you listen to them? They played yeah. uh, Mitch Rivoldi's a new, a new song? Yeah, I listened to WGAR. Yes, I did. Sorry. Forgot about them. And I'm sure I've missed a few others. There was a station out of Toledo I used to listen to. Did some type of talk show on Saturday mornings. WSBD at 1370. So... But I, I enjoyed Cleveland. It was a good opportunity once I got to know the people and and got used to it. It was fine. It, there was nothing wrong with Cleveland, Ohio at all. So Well, thank you so much. I will hang up, but right. I, I thank you ever so much for this opportunity. It truly was a great, great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Nizzy. Uh, well, gone, gone she is. Well, gone. Like a, like a shot out of Like a shot. Like, like, I got to go. I'm out of here. Gone. But th- those were, you know, good memories. You know, bringing Dave and Chris to the legend and how that came about. And I thought I was talking to Dave all the time, the first two times, and it was Chris. 
and I screwed up her request the first time. So, you know, and we've all become friends over the years. I think... Um, well, there aren't any hands raised, but if anyone wants to ask Bill a question, he's uh, he's here. <laughs> what can I say, you know? We're live right here. We'll answer the question or make something up. Well, I want to know, are you ugly? Of course. <laughs> oh, that's, that, I kind of thought that's, so. That, but that's probably why he's on the radio and not the TV. Yeah, there that's you go. right. <laughs> no, actually. Uh, Gary, why don't you uh, come in and ask a question? Of what, say what you have to say. We're on the radio. Yeah, I was just thinking about my early listening to Legend. It was probably like oh four or oh five, um, and I would listen to Tim. I never requested, uh, you know, a song. I, you know, I just would. I'd be so curious what others would request. So I never, <laughs> you know, would call and make a request. But I was out. I might have been one of those one or two listeners. Uh, you would say right. uh, from time to time. And um, but yeah, I was. You were talking about listening to AM still mainly in 78, and I was thinking back in 78, I was, wasn't listening to AM at all, except for my local talk stations, all the I guess I'm far behind there, yeah. I guess I'm uh, far behind. But, but Gary, it was, it was the website that got us the, started getting us the listeners, yeah. because people were going to Radio Lookup or billsparks.org oh yeah that's i did that that's how i found the legend i think was there right bill was the reason i got rid of my website because i had this thing called bennett's radio ranch and uh and people would and i would put links to audio links to radio stations but bill was doing it so much better i said hey bill it's yours i I don't have to do any more work at this point well that's how i mean jeff and i probably would have never met if we hadn't have communicated over radio and that's that's what did it was radio well all this radio the podcast actually came out as a chat and bill and i started talking i said why don't we make it into a podcast and in February, I believe it is a March. It'll be 13 years that we've got March that 19th. Yeah, March. That's the yeah, same day I had the surgery. Yeah, and, it's evolved over the years, and that's good. You know, and, uh, and Gary's going to come a little Monday, and we'll see how that. Um, but just think of all those influences, Gary Rust Knight, the Weird Beard, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Some of those yeah. people you used to listen to when you were living in Dallas, uh, Russ Knight or um, or Ron. Uh, I'm trying to think of his last name. Oh, Ron Chapman. Yeah. Ron Chapman. Yeah. Charlie and Harry. And I like I like people like uh, Randy Robin. Some of the uh, people like you know a little more energetic. Uh, you know, well, Russ Knight. I enjoyed him. The little child. You know, it's like. And he leaves there, three or four, I think. So, Randy Robbins, who ended up working at uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, at uh, WSAI uh, when they went when they went rock and stuff. So, Chris and Dave, did you ever think you were going to be on the ledger? Well, I was. I was. Chris had, had found uh, the we, legend, and I guess she had made a couple of requests. And we found Nolan Crab first. Yeah, and. Um, his jaws caught our attention. Yeah, because then we we thought that wow, that that's crazy. You know, there's a blind guy using jaws and on the radio, and we thought that was really great. And I said to Chris one day, I, we had turned it on on a Saturday, and and you were on the air, 
and I said to Chris, I said, yeah, I'd like to really talk to him because I was thinking of maybe starting a station, but then I kind of let that one go by the wayside. But but anyway, so I, I told Chris what I wanted her to write, and she did, and you know, it kind of went from there. And um, I know. I had decided that I wouldn't go on the air until I knew exactly what I, what I was doing. So that took a little while because I wanted to make sure I was right. Well, and then people... I had this laptop that was... Uh, <laughs> the display was all messed up. And JAWS would not read correctly. And we had to figure out how to correct that problem. And after couple of hours bill and i on the phone and everything we got it working and so then i i started the broadcast and the best thing people can do i think once they decide they want to be on the air you know come on with somebody and decide they're not going to have mike fright or whatever and be on the air but then they need to get studio and just practice and that way they can do their own show because the legend you know it would be good if we had more presenters yeah, that's why. I'm we understand. Joe, can oh, God, I didn't know you were <laughs> Yeah, I'm still unmuted. I'm still unmuted. Sorry about that. Joe, can you uh, unmute yourself? You had your hands raised. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it's actually me, but so I'm using his microphone. Yeah, it's okay. I got my But anyway, um, I got a question for you, Bill. Sure. Were you blind all your life? Yes. Oh, yes, okay. very much so. And then um, I was just also wondering, too, uh, when you went to college, were you the only blind one in your classes? For the most part, yes. There are a few other blind people at Vincennes, but two or three, but when I was my second college, I was the only one. Did you have to, did, did you have any... Um, anybody to help you you know one on one and then and, you know and then uh, to teach and, you know just kind of did you have to help teach them how to help you that's basically it and but most of them were sighted people and there wasn't blind people so we became friends and then they helped later yeah. What about things like getting around the dining hall and stuff like that? You know, college dining halls are cafeterias. you got to move the tray from place to place. Did you have any problems with that, Bill? Not usually, but if I did, somebody would assist. Um, people were very good about helping out usually. Um, they, they, were, they were pretty good at that. Yeah, the reason why I asked you about that, about the assistance like that is because I had a I had a situation where I was taking a math class and I had an abacus. I had to teach her how to use the abacus so that she could help me with my with my math work. Yeah, oh, and I want to say I I, I, I can remember I, I used to email you can you fix up this station? Can you fix up that station? This uh-huh. this was before TuneIn before before these other websites and you're always willing to respond quickly and I would see these emails. Oh yeah, KSCP is fixed up because and this one and that one. Yeah, uh, that was so much fun. Some, it's just some of my fondest memories of of dating in our early years of marriage. <laughs> even were the the days after Thanksgiving when we would sit down on the 
website and all the stations that had gone to Christmas, and we'd go through and find all the stations that were playing Christmas music. That must have been a real tedious. So that you know, I know we have some hands raised, but I got to ask you: How did you meet Jennifer? We know we. we I should have asked it earlier, but maybe. How did, how did you guys meet? We. She had her significant other at the time. <laughs> better be careful now. <laughs> well, no, it's nothing bad. And uh, they were going over to see a friend of mine who lived close to me in our apartments where we lived. And I just happened to stop by for some reason. I don't know why I was over there. And he said, my friends are coming. You want to go to the bus stop and meet him? And I said, yeah. So I got back and I got to talking to Jennifer. I wasn't trying to anything, but uh, her partner was just talking to this other guy, and nobody had thought to get him a meal or food. So I went to get some food and brought it back, and then it was time for me to go because I actually had a date that night, had a dinner date, and... So we met there and on through the years. And we probably got together. We didn't we didn't date right away. I think it took another five or six years before we even dated. Wow. Oh. Okay, we have two hands raised. And then we'll uh, after the, oh, okay, I'm sorry, go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. No, we'll do it real quick and then we'll we're going to have to get to Chris's recipes because that's really what they want to hear. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Pam. Pam, go ahead. Raise your hand. I'll raise your hand. Unmute yourself, please. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm there sorry, we- Pam. That, that's all right. Um, okay, first, I just wanted to let Bill know that I have am in the process of getting some things done. Got got had some results I didn't want come yesterday. Anyway, um, with reference to the people that you listed, you forgot to list Dave Gordon. Oh, my God. No, I, I, re- I would list that him. man, I would not be on the radio. No, I listed Dave Gordon, by the way. We just talked about Dave Gordon a little bit ago. Yeah, he mentioned him a few minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that dear soul with that... Bill, if you if you care to share the story as to how you had to get me on the radio and mess with my jaws, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, my God. Uh, that was a challenge, but <laughs> Dave Gordon did true. a lot of it, and we just had to tweak things and get it going. But you did, and you hung with it, and you got on the air. I remember Pam Stevens. She was ready to go on the air she did a couple test broadcasts, but she was ready to go from day one. She reminded me of um, um, Terry Clasper. Those two were the most ready I've ever seen of anybody going on the air, acting not nervous and going. Pam, we just had to get a few technical issues worked out. But once we did, she was good. Well, I, I started, we didn't go into this, and I won't for, for long, but we I started with a legend through social media, for those who don't know. To do in the Twitters and all of that stuff, yes, I oh, do. Yeah. And, and 
Bill heard my presentation in our staff meetings and suggested that I come on the radio, and as, as did one of her other presenters, and henceforth, that's how I wound up on the radio. So, yep, and we're going to get you well, and we'll get you better and up on the radio. Yeah, yeah, things, are, you things feeling? are pretty right now, but we'll, we're, we're, we're going to get that straightened out. Are you feeling good now? Yes, I'm I'm fine, but but not able to go anywhere. I'll just say it that way, and you'll know what I mean. Oh yeah, understood, Pam. Yeah, for a while anyway, but we'll get you back. Yeah, at least till the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said that, Pam. <laughs> Thank you guys so much, and Nancy, you did an excellent job with those interviews. Thank you. All, All right, right, we have one more hand from Alan out in Ontario, California. Can you unmute yourself, please, Alan? I'm ready. I'm muted. Uh, Bill, yeah. I was wondering, at the blind school, did you have any teacher that stood out um, as their mentor at the uh, blind school? Well, you know, I think about that. There's probably several of them. I wouldn't want a single one out, yeah. but especially one of our wrestling coaches who believed in me. Uh, Mr. Boyer was his name. We had the principal who believed in me, uh, Mr. Harrelson. Um, We had uh, Mrs. Reed, an English teacher. Um, We had a a piano tuning teacher back in those days. And there was a Mr. Golson. These folks have passed away. And a Mr. Moneymaker. And so... We had a I'd lot like to share, Bill, that I had some teachers that were really good mentors to me and Walter uh, as we went to our school for the blind there in California. You know, they're very good mentors to us. So I just, that's why I asked the question. I'm, you gave a great interview, Rob. So thank you. And that's why um, I'm the alumni president today because I want to give back from all that I got from the blind school. I am so impressed, though, because doing all these things, so starting a radio station, it's, so, it's not an easy feat to do. You know? Well, some people say he's still starting the station, mm-hmm. but we try. I, I'm really happy listening to the legend. Uh, I, I turn it on during the night. as the different um, segments of the legend being played, and Walter and I are... But don't in, do don't get too comfortable with the night stuff, because that eventually will go back to oldies overnight, seventies okay. based, sixties based. So uh, that probably will happen one of these days, as soon as we get enough time to do the work. All right, thank you, Alan. And who's next, Jeff? And then, next is then everybody's we'll favorite, Bill in Chicago. Oh my. Hey, go, Bill. go ahead, Bill. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, Bill and I went to the same school, but you mentioned Golson. Golson and I were in the same dorm my second year at school. He graduated in 53 from ISB, and I knew him well, ever since I was a, you know, we were we were kids together in school. He was a great guy, but he also liked the lady, but he was a real nice guy. Well, and one, one, you mentioned Harrelson. I knew Harrelson real well. I met Harrelson before he was ever at ISB. It was when he was in Tennessee. I was on the wrestling team back then. We went to Tennessee and I met Harrelson. And I don't know, for some reason, he and I just hit it off. And the other teachers you mentioned, I don't remember them. Boyle, or the, your wrestling coach, the one I had was uh, Wachowski. 
and I'd say Wolkowski was probably the, one of the most beneficial teachers at school back in as far as the girls and the boys to get them started in the physical condition and doing a lot of stuff. I mean, when I first started there, you know, about the only thing you did in phys ed class was walk around the gym with a teacher counting cadence. That's about all you did. And then when he came, he started the athletic stuff and the wrestling team, and he had the aims. You had to compete, and you got first place. You had to win a sweater or a letter. And they had, and I met him because, well, my wife, who passed away four years ago, she she was all-girl athlete from day one when Mikowski was there until until she graduated in 59. In fact, she could out-broad jump all of the boys. Great. I've she heard that, stand, yeah. Standing broad jump, she could do oh, out-broad yeah. out all the boys. And, and she was a good track runner because her and I used to run together. And she'd keep up with me. I was on the team for, well, from the beginning until I graduated. And then she was in the uh, track stuff. And she could she could keep up with me because my senior year I ran a four four point nine mile and or a four four point nine you know mile four minutes and nine seconds per mile back then. And she was with me, she kept up. So she always said she could have beat me if she wanted to speed up. But in other words, that's just some of the some of the there things got, back memories when you mentioned goals and Oh yeah, was, good stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, I took I took piano tuning also but yeah. I never tuned the piano we used to we used to sit and just chat all the time I was a piano mover I did there all the go. moving to piano and stuff I, like that but. there you I go I used to like it when I was in school and he t- was tuning the pianos in the in the oh Mrs. Minor studio because I'd crack my door open to the in my practice room and listen to him because he was the only person I ever saw that played the piano while he tuned it and I used to oh, like yeah. to hear him play it mm-hmm. oh yeah well you know he played he played professionally you know when he got out of oh yeah uh, you know, he, he played at several clubs then because he was always actually known as Sonny Golson when he performed oh yeah he and, did and, and, and I, knew, I knew his I knew his wife and all of his kids too I mean I, they got divorced and I don't know what happened to her but all of his kids I often wonder what happened to them but you know Nice, nice. We can go in some other time about him. But oh, we yeah, got right. one more call. We have to one get more to. hand raised, Bill, and I know we want to get to Chris's recipe. Thank right. you. All right, 614 area code. Unmute yourself, please. Go ahead, sir. Hi. Uh, hey, it's Shirley. This is Shirley, and I just wanted to say Sorry I've been that, listening uh, to you guys ever since. Uh, <laughs> Terry and crew were on here, so I guess that's kind of when I started. I just followed some of those people around, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, I guess if you're looking for votes at all to to go back to oldies, I know you said you might be doing that at some point at night, and boy, I I would be one of the ones that would definitely uh, vote for that. So well, that's going to happen. happen at some point. Yeah. And, it as soon I just as want to thank you get... for all the time and work you've put in, Bill. Did did you make it down to Florida yet? We are in Florida right as we speak right now. Oh, that's great. Okay, well, sometime I'll have to have to talk to you more about that because I want to know how things are going down there. But I won't take the time well, right now. They're so going good. Maybe but I can give you a call sometime if that would be okay. Of course it would because I heard you on with the lady from. Um, 
the, the pharmacy lady from Envision the other oh, day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. heard you on. Well, thank you so much. I want to thank all of you for uh, for all you do on here. So, And Shirley, give our best to Lenny, much. okay? Give our best to Lenny. I yeah. will. I will. And best to you, too. I know it's uh, a late, uh, you know, Happy New Year and all that to you, Jeff. But I heard somebody else wish that to you recently, and I'll do the same. And thank I'm still you. atoning for those sins, believe me. Thank yeah. you, Shirley. <laughs> me too. Okay. Okay, Chris, I think it's your shot to tell us what to do. Now, if you could just fix all my Wi-Fi problems, I'd be appreciative. So, But go ahead. Okay, this is porcupine meatballs in, well, it says the crock pot, but slow cooker will work just fine. One pound of lean ground beef, and that would be like, 9010 or even 937 because you don't want all the grease in there. You want to keep out as much as you can. One half cup of uncooked rice. One fourth cup of finely chopped onion. One teaspoon salt. One quarter teaspoon black pepper. Two tablespoons vegetable oil. Two eight ounce cans of tomato sauce or one sixteen ounce can. You mix the beef, rice, onions, <clears throat> and seasoning just with your hands and form the mixture into meatballs. And the meatballs need to be kind of small, like maybe, oh, bigger than a marble but smaller than a golf ball. And you're going to put your oil in the skillet and fry your meatballs quick in the oil. Or if you want to use 80-20 ground beef, you might leave out the oil because there will be plenty of grease in there. And you put those in the crock pot and you pour your tomato sauce over the top and cover and cook on high five to seven hours. That's all there is to it. I'm hungry, Chris. Thank you. Hey, easy. No, no, sound good. Like that. You're too weak to eat, Jeff, so how are you going to eat it? <laughs> you're, you're right. <laughs> you're too weak to eat. You're so right, Chris. I mean, Bill. You're, you're too weak to eat, so you just have to sit this one out. <laughs> I agree. He just has to sit and smell it. He can't eat it because he's too weak to cook it. Are there hey, any... Bill? Yes, Dave? When you were on the wrestling team... Yes? Did you... Um, <laughs> There's a reason for the question. Did you think you were a tough guy? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was on the wrestling team. and You thought would, he was a tough I guy. I thought I was a tough guy. I thought I was. Until someone took you down pretty good, right, Dave? Uh, well, yeah. Paul San Martino was Bruno San Martino's brother. <laughs> and he was our woodshop teacher. Bruno was a wrestler. Bruno, people who Bruno San Martino was a... Pro- uh, professional res- wrestler. Anyway, um, and so Bruno San Martino would come to our school once in a while, and you know, and help out, you know, uh, to give people advice and show them holds and all that kind of stuff. I thought I was a real tough guy, and I said, th- th- you know, I'm telling everybody, oh, I can pin him in a second, you know, so. He came out onto the mat and he said, oh, "I'll show you some stuff." And I'm, I'm thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a piece of cake." So 
<clears throat> he, well, the first thing he did, he grabbed a hold of me and picked me up and smacked me down on the rat on the mat, and he said, "What do you think of that? You have lot to learn." <laughs> <laughs> So I learned my lesson real quick. Yeah. Was he a nice was he a nice guy though, Dave? Yes, he was. Very nice guy. You know, and he showed me a bunch of holes and stuff like that, all kinds of stuff. And he was a great guy, really great guy. But he taught me a lesson. It can be done. Teaching yeah. lessons. Uh, just a couple things coming up on the legend today. We've got Tim, of course, at eleven o'clock. Um and Tim will be in for two big hours, and he'll play the coffee. Uh, the he'll play the right one today, and then Perry and I'll be on with trivia, your musical request, and some talk, and plenty, plenty of music. And so we'll have the. Um, studio line open and the regular phone lines and so we'll we'll keep busy so if you are into that kind of stuff so I think we'll keep you entertained here on the worldwide legend I'll have to probably step aside in a few minutes because I bet Jenny's got some bills to do so we're working on getting her new office installed and that we're trying to get all the logistics worked out and get that done so she can work anytime and I can work anytime and and uh, speaking of apps I'll have to go into that Walmart app and get some things worked out so we can have food so I think we have a pretty busy day and Jeff will just drink Better more sure coffee. the things we have to cook in the work first before we well, buy a bunch of food. Yeah, yeah, I got to get a couple things fixed. So between Dave and I, and I have to, have to reach out to Doug and see what we need to do about this router situation. You'd think you'd have a good enough router, but anyway. Say it gets expensive to keep up two houses, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Yeah. Whenever you get everything fixed in one, the other one starts up. Right. There we go. There we go. So it's been a fun coffee show. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, panel. Um, It's easy to fire those questions at somebody, but not quite as easy when you're on the other end because you have to think about your answers. But it that's the way it goes anyone else on the panel have anything no but i'll just uh, i always like to give a plug for the show that we do tomorrow night at 6 30 which is all things radio and uh, i i know that some of you guys listen to it some of you don't but i think you'll enjoy it we've we've got um a little of everything a little of this and a little of that i think you'll enjoy what we have to present uh, tomorrow night at 6 30 on the east 3 30 on the west I don't even know what we're doing tomorrow night, Jeff. Uh, well, uh, well, one of the things you're doing is uh, a feature on KDKA and the radio announcer Art Palin. We're going to do a, a Jack FM from Mon- Monomy and it's, it's in Wausau, Wisconsin. 
And we got a classic air check of the Don Geronimo show from WXLO FM in New York City from 1977. Plus our radio news and Jennifer's lovely call letter and format changes. So and then the and the regular panel. So we're going to have a very busy program this week as well. Jeff, it's Menominee. <laughs> I can't pronounce that, Tim. I'm glad you told me. I'm not, I'm not from Wisconsin, you know. So no, I like that yeah. cheese. But... Yeah, the only thing that Jeff liked is the cheese. That's right. And the, and the bee stick. Well, cheese is great. I, and um, I like the bee I, stick that they sell to Hickory Farms, but I, I haven't seen Hickory Farms around here in a while. Jeff so. is too weak to eat it, so. That's true. <laughs> Your hands are too weak, so. When I was a kid, we didn't have any rock stations on FM in Minnesota. And I mean, not a one until wow. maybe 66 or so. But, um,. There were a lot of them in Wisconsin for some reason, so I used to listen to a lot of Wisconsin radios. <laughs> so, so Chris, where do you find the model number of our of the air fryer? Is it on the grill itself, or um, I don't remember because we only had to find it once and we i think it might be on the bottom too because i think we had to get ira and turn the air fryer over i think why do they do that put something that they know you're going to need to do something on the bottom of the thing it could be that it's on the back i honestly can't remember well we'll go give the model number the, your model number is going to be that 1158 number. Yeah, I would think because there's really, they do have a seven quart one now. Yeah, they do, but. But that's not what we the, got. I forget the first part of it, but it's the 1158 number. Yeah. So you shouldn't really have to look for the model. Well, we will go see again and see if we can't get this router to doing right. So, all right. Well, Tim, take it away. I'll be back in two hours, and we will. Everybody just leaves at once here. Uh, but we'll we'll hit the button and say good day, everyone.